Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 14th day of June. I'm Paul White, and thank you for joining me. We have our Tuesday evening Bible study in Flowery Branch, Georgia this evening, and we will be posting the meeting, the video and audio of that meeting tomorrow, right here, wherever you're listening to the podcast. We do two drops on Wednesday. One will be the regular old DDP where we're walking through the scriptures, and the other will be that meeting. It will be the church and then subtitled something. We're on a series on the church. And so the church, colon, something to follow that. We are walking our way through the church of the book of Acts and taking a look at how they did things and what we might be able to learn from that and through that. So check it out tomorrow. Today we're going to conclude the fourth chapter of 1 Timothy. We have two verses left. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. We'll talk about what these things are in a moment. 16, take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. I want to read for you those two verses. This is 1 Timothy 4, 15, 16. I want to read them in the NRSV. Listen to this. Put these things into practice. Devote yourself to them so that all may see your progress. Pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Continue in these things, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Now, I know that there are some who, if you didn't know you were reading the Bible, and you just said to them in conversation, or you got up in church and said, hey, pay close attention to yourself and your teaching. Continue in in these things, because if you do this, you'll save yourself and your hearers. They would say, That's works. I don't want to hear that. That's not grace. I just read to you a a verse by the, the grace preacher of the Bible, the Apostle Paul. And he closes his fourth chapter, what we call the fourth chapter, with pay attention, pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Continue in it. In doing this, you'll save yourself and your hearers. So what does he mean and how is this not works? Because Paul isn't talking about saving people's souls from death by doing good works. Listen to the context. Don't let people despise your youth, but be an example of what a believer looks like in the way you talk. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing starting in verse 12. We did this the last few days. Be an example of what a believer looks like in the way you talk, in the way you act, in the way you love, in the way you conduct yourself through your faith, through your pure lifestyle. Read, study, encourage people, and don't neglect the gifts that are inside of you. Use them. Concentrate on living this way so people can tell that you're growing. Pay close attention to this stuff. Pay close attention to your teaching and to how you teach it. Because if you do, it's going to save you a lot. It's going to save you. Don't assume he's saying it's going to save you from hell or save you from sin. That would be an undercutting of Paul's entire theology. But within context, it's practical living. And in the practice of Christianity, he goes, you could save yourself a lot of heartache. And you know what? As people watch the way you live, you might save them a lot of heartache. Which tells me that I think probably way more than we give credit for, the early church felt like the lifestyle that you attach to your faith spoke volumes about whether or not your faith was actually real. 
I don't think the early church was at odds over this. I think sometimes we kind of think they were. Like James is, show me your faith without your works. I'll show you my faith by my works. And then we sometimes we can pit, almost pit Paul against that and go, oh, Paul didn't think your works did anything for your salvation. Maybe we're emphasizing the wrong point. Perhaps they're not making opposite points. Perhaps Paul is saying you are righteous in spirit based on what Christ has done. But James is letting you know that if you are righteous in spirit based upon what Christ has done, what good does that do your neighbor if you don't walk it out? Peter talks about that as well. Like if they're going to cut you down and persecute you, let it be for Christ's sake, not because you've lived foolishly. So the lifestyle, the actions are important, not because they get you to heaven or because they establish your goodness, but because people are watching. So because people are watching, pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Continue in these things for in doing this, you save both yourself and your hearers. Whatever that looks like, however that manifests itself in your life, at work, at home, at school, with your neighbors, with those who you might consider your enemies. Pay attention to how the Holy Spirit says this in you. Let me give you another one. Paul's talking to the Ephesian elders in Acts chapter 20. And listen to how he talks beginning in verse 25. I know that none of you among whom I've gone about proclaiming the kingdom will ever see my face again. Therefore, I declare to you this day that I'm not responsible for the blood of any of you, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole purpose of God. Listen to this, verse 28. Keep watch over yourselves and over all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God that he obtained with the blood of his own son. Now listen to that. Paul knows that the church belongs to God. People belong to God through the blood of Jesus Christ. Paul says he obtained the church with his own blood. But you keep watch over yourself and them because you are an overseer shepherding the church of God. Paul's talking to one of those shepherds. He's talking to Pastor Timothy and says, pay close attention. You're overseeing God's people. Now, you might be hearing me and say, well, That's all well and good for Timothy. He's a pastor, and that's well and good for you, Paul. You're a preacher and a minister and a pastor. And so, yes, you should live differently so that you're an example. You know what? I don't disagree with you. I actually wholeheartedly agree with that. I think to whom much is given, much is required. And I think if you're going to accept the responsibility of overseeing God's sheep, there should be some standards that are a little different for you. And if you think that's unfair, maybe pick a different career field. Just To me, that seems logical and acceptable. We ask that much out of leaders in the world. Why would we not ask that much out of leaders in the kingdom or shepherds in the kingdom, servants in the kingdom? But I think that we miss a great opportunity to witness the love of God to our neighbor if we only relegate these instructions to ministers. If we will take the responsibility of paying attention to ourselves and in doing so, save both ourselves and the hearers, then I think we will do more rather than do less. Tomorrow, we begin chapter 5 of 1 Timothy. See you then. God bless.